Today is Tuesday, January 31st. The title for our devotional is Jesus' Greatness. Yesterday we looked at Jesus' statement of how the Gentiles exercise rule and authority. In the Roman world of Jesus' day, the authority structure was a complex structure of subjugation with the promise of protection and peace. This is not the way of leadership within the Jesus community. Jesus offers a different perspective of leadership and greatness. This perspective is completely backwards according to the secular authority structure of his day. Therefore, for the disciples to acquire the way of Jesus, it required a great deal of counterformation. Luke 22, 24-30 again reads, A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you shall be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. So Jesus used a couple of, of examples here. The first is in the family, where he says, the greatest among you shall be like the youngest. In the family structure of Jesus' day, the oldest son would be the heir to his father's estate. The baby of the family adage uh, wasn't necessarily the way it was back then. The other sons would receive a portion of his wealth, but the oldest would receive the most, as well as the responsibility of leading and providing for the family when his father dies. The younger the siblings then, the less authority they have in the household. Jesus' statement that the greatest shall be like the youngest then is completely contrary to the cultural perception of authority and points to the humility required of his disciples. He then switches metaphors to the servant relationship. The one who serves the meal in this culture had far less status and authority than the one who sat at the table being served. Remember, they were all reclining at a table eating the Passover meal together as Jesus is saying this. Jesus' disciples certainly weren't high on the social ladder, but even they were probably struck by the privileged status in this moment. They were able to recline at the table as someone else prepared and set the meal for them. In fact, just a few verses earlier, Jesus gives his disciples an illustration of this principle. In Luke 22:8, we read Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. And then in verse 13, it says, They left and found things just as Jesus had told them, so they prepared the Passover. Peter and John were two of Jesus' closest followers. They were likely the first in the names mentioned in this conversation as to who was the greatest. Yet they are the ones Jesus sends to prepare the meal. In John's Gospel, Jesus gives his disciples an even greater example of this type of leadership and greatness, which we will discuss tomorrow. So here again, Jesus sets himself up as the example his disciples are to follow. He says, But I am among you as one who serves. Jesus, God in flesh, second person of the Trinity, has the right to rule and be treated as such. Yet in his incarnation, he came as one who serves. As he says elsewhere in Mark 10:45, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Of course, after the resurrection, Jesus now reigns in glory. Colossians 1, 15-20 indicate this. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, as Revelation 19 tells us. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2, 2.11 says, But before he was glorified, he suffered. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death on a cross. He made himself nothing by taking the nature of a servant. Humiliation then came before glorification. Disciples of Jesus are called to follow in his steps. Humility before glory, death before life.
For additional content, I just wanted to read Philippians 2, 3 through 11. It says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Reflection time today. After reflecting yesterday on our cultural preconceived notions of success, greatness, and leadership, now reflect on Jesus. Jesus' way is our model for success, leadership, and greatness. Reflect on the greatness of Jesus in his ministry. Reflect on his humility, his compassion, his love, and his commitment to God's will, truth, and justice. What stories come to mind from Jesus' life that reflect this greatness? How do these compare with your perception of greatness from the culture 